0: Welcome to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Now here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. We hope you guys have enjoyed last week's episode. Brian, how you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. This is episode nine for us. It's pretty crazy. It is moving quick. Before, I feel like
1: we just started yesterday.
0: It's going. Before long, we're going to be at episode 10.
1: Yeah, next week. <laughs> it's
0: crazy. It's going to be here before, before we know long, it. Before long, we're going
1: to be the video podcast. Before we know it. Um. Okay, so today's lifestyle tip. This. Well, first of all, hold on. We haven't been keeping everybody up to date with what we're doing. So let's share a little bit of stuff. Next week, we're leaving for a family vacay to Naples, Florida.
0: Headed down there. That should be a good time. And... Aside from that, everything's been good, just been super focused recently, got this program that we run on behalf of the energy company Ameren locally in St. Louis, and we've gone through that process and saw over, what was it, man, 436 companies that applied which was amazing, and we went through and sourced all those businesses and then did diligence on them and then got down to our top six that we have extended offers to, so we're finalizing all of those, and that program's going to start in August and get to work with six brand-new energy technology companies that I'm really excited about, which I think is really awesome. And besides that, that's kind of been taking a lot of my focus recently, just doing that, looking at a lot of other development opportunities for the organization and uh, just studying kind of our investment markets that we plan as well. Yeah,
1: we're also working on our branding and marketing stuff. We're going to be coming out with some new products here soon. I would probably say before the end of the summer. I won't get too much into them because I kind of want to get them out first and then, you know, be able to say like, here it is. But yeah, we've been keeping busy this summer. I will say this. I now understand the phrase Missouri heat.
0: Yeah, it's been stupid hot like and stupid humid yeah, as well. Like for those
1: of you that don't know, I'm not from here. I'm actually from the East Coast. And although we do experience 80s and 90s there, it's n- the humidity level here, like today my watch said, 94% humidity.
0: I'm from the East Coast, that pinkies up type no, stuff. No, we
1: don't have pinkies up. We have fists up. <laughs> yeah, no pinkies up. It's that
0: <laughs> fist bumping type stuff, that Paulie D up in the house.
1: All right, don't make fun of it. You know you like it.
0: Yeah, well, it's been working so far.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, our lifestyle tip for this week is meditation. I'm going to let you take this.
0: Sure. So, meditation. I know we've talked about this and touched on it in previous episodes, but it's a pretty simple concept. I think the biggest challenge I see with most people is that they try to make it far more complicated than what it actually is. They're like, I got to get the perfect setting. I got to get the meditation app. I got to put the earphones in right I can't be uncomfortable I can't do it when I'm stressed out like all these different fake barriers they create in their mind as to why they won't take 15 to 20 minutes and just sit down quietly and breathe that's literally as basic and as easy as it is uh, something that we both do on a daily basis I
1: mean just do it I think of the Nike slogan just do it
0: that was really dumb. But that was, like, <laughs> I that was probably easily the number one dumbest thing I've Not heard you really, say today.
1: You're right. People just don't do it enough. And I know that you're really good at meditating, but I haven't done it in the last several weeks. And today was the first time I did it. I don't even know what clicked in my mind, but I was like running around the house, like doing all these errands. And then finally I stopped myself around 11 a.m. I was like, you know what? I should just meditate. So I did it on the couch downstairs in our living room uh put the dogs in their crates and put it on for 20 minutes and it changed my entire day completely.
0: Yeah. I mean it's like Drizzy Drake says we just meditate and y'all got resolutions. That was dumb that was the dumbest thing you
1: could have said today. Nah, nah. Anyway, just, just do it. Let's jump <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's uh let's jump back into this real quick. So from a meditation perspective, I think people overcomplicate it it's super simple. All you should try to do, especially in the early stages when you're just testing this out, because a lot of times people have difficulty turning their mind off and it can be troublesome sometimes. I mean, still to this day, I can't sit down every time I meditate and just shut my mind off. It usually takes a good 15 minutes before I can even calm my mind sometimes. But what I recommend is if you need to start off because you can't do it quietly by yourself, with a guided meditation don't you need to spend money on meditation apps go to youtube and type in like 15 minute guided meditation and there's a million of them that pop up and you just click on one put in your headphones i think that's a good way for people that aren't used to meditating to start because it helps you get in the mindset of somebody guiding you with what to do but then over a period of time once you master that and then you're able to go for longer periods of time Uh, what i would recommend is try to meditate as often as possible without any type of guide or without any headphones then or with your cell phone completely away from you because the goal of meditation is to calm your mind and when you're listening to something that's emitting electromagnetic waves it actually is messing with your headspace and messing with the energy levels in your body. So if you can try to focus on doing it away from a TV, away from a computer, away from your cell phone, no headphones in, eventually that's what you wanna to get to. And I think once you reach that state and you begin to have this daily practice, you're going to, your mind's gonna calm down a lot faster and you're gonna be able to get these information downloads and you know intuitive downloads that will really help you in different areas of your life. And I think things will become a lot clearer with things that you're already doing or maybe challenges that you're facing. It's super beneficial.
1: Something that does help me um, in meditating and like kind of gets me like first of all excited to do it and also like kind of helps calm me down which I'm noticing now because you turned this thing on um, are incense sticks. They really do help it kind of just like sets the mood and like it's it's insane how much it can just help you like relax your muscles and like relax your mind it kind of just slips you into that so definitely light one of those when you're doing it it's very helpful and second thing I want to touch on is you did mention that ultimately the goal or the plan is to not have to depend on an app or meditation music or guided music but let's just share with them that that does take time like how long had it has it taken you to get to that
0: point Oh, it definitely took me a long time, but I think... Like, I'm still not there. I became more dependent at first on the YouTube videos because I became so normal to me just to listen to somebody else talk me through a meditation or listen to peaceful music. But over time, what I realized is that when I disconnect from that and I do it by myself very quietly with you know no assistance, that I can get calmer faster and i feel like i have very interesting insights that come to me when i meditate with disconnected from that stuff because it literally is just myself and my environment and the sounds that are around me and you just have to any like sound that happens say you're meditating in your house and a car drives by real loud or honks a horn or a neighbor comes out and yells outside What I always try to do is just take that and look at it like a passing cloud. So like do not attach yourself to whatever just happened, but in your mind just say, okay, that occurred, it's going to pass like a cloud, and then it's going to be out of my awareness, and I'm going to get back to centering myself and being here to really enhance my practice and become a better version of myself.
1: Why should people, like the people listening to this podcast, even
0: want to try meditation? I mean, there's a lot of different benefits from it, but... I mean, I know a lot of people that think they're ADD and are probably on medication for ADD, that if they had a strict meditation practice, they could take themselves off their medication. I mean, I've seen people do it. I've seen people be on medication and be like, I'm so sick of taking the Adderall or whatever this stuff is to try to calm me down and help me focus. And they eventually just got sick and tired of it and didn't want to take a pharmaceutical anymore and quit taking it and actually began meditating. And through that process, it helped them really calm their mind. They were able to enhance their focus at work and just in their daily life around family. And I think that's a huge benefit. So if you, if you're really an anxious person or you think you have ADHD or something like that, it can really help you take you off your medication potentially. And, Also, I think it's very important to help you align with some of the things we've talked about in past episodes, like what is your purpose for why you're here? Uh, How do you follow your heart versus your head? It really helps you get in tune with yourself so that the decisions that you make are coming much more from what your purpose is for why you're here as opposed to maybe external circumstances such as other people's opinions or your environment or things of that nature.
1: You know what it does It changes your relationship, your perception, your viewpoint of you and your relationship with the world around you.
0: I agree. One of the things that I learned that kind of was a little bit scary at first to me until I learned about it, when I started getting really deep into meditation, I became super calm once I got in like a very regimented daily routine, doing it in the morning, do it in the evening before I went to sleep. And I became so calm throughout the day that I thought I, my ambition was lowering for like what my goals were. And what I recognized over time was that my goals or ambition hadn't changed. Just the level of stress to get there had dramatically reduced. And so like I can flow through the day and just kind of glide through without really having attachment to any bad scenario or something that I don't agree with or something that tries to challenge me or an obstacle that arises, I just take it in stride and it doesn't bother me. And I think that at first when people do it, especially if you're like a really ambitious, hungry person and you're going after stuff that you really care about, at first you may feel like, man, do I just not care anymore? Like, is my ambition lowering? But what I learned is that, no, it definitely doesn't lower your ambition or goals, but it definitely allows you to move through experiences on a daily basis in a much more streamlined fashion
1: nothing is like the end of the world all of a sudden i would say nothing is like a pressing dying issue i feel that things don't affect you to such like oh my gosh this happened like nothing really blindsides you anymore and i think that's very important in our life and another thing that i think it does is because of that you know think of it like you can take the scenic route in life like you know you can you can choose your path. You know, you can have the same goals, the big goals, the big dreams, but you can kind of like scream, cry, kick your way and stress your life trying to get there. Or you can go calmly, peacefully and happily. And I feel like it helps you with the journey in life.
0: Yeah, and I think another thing it really does too that's a huge benefit is it allows you to focus more on what's important. And what I mean by that is it's easy for people to get attached to things that are unimportant, whether that is like a material possession or to continue to be upset with somebody after you had an argument with them, you know, a variety of different lower energetic frequency scenarios that could occur. And when you meditate during your meditation and then afterwards, it really helps you focus on like, you know what, I may have had a disagreement with somebody, but who cares? It's no big deal. Or you know what, I really wanted this new item, but it doesn't matter if I don't have it or it doesn't matter if I don't have it right now. I'm really grateful for what I have right now. And so I feel like it really helps you when it comes to you know, determining what is very valuable within the present moment. And most importantly, which I don't think we even mentioned yet, is it helps you stay in the moment. Like yeah. we're consistently programmed to think about things that have already occurred or things that are going to occur. And because of that being ingrained in our society, it becomes incredibly challenging to just be focused and present in the current moment and what's going on and value the engagements that you have, the relationships that you have, the interactions that you have with people and be in the moment when you're having them as opposed to thinking about, you know, I got to text somebody or send a, uh, a social media update or all these other things or whatever it happens to be just being very, very present. I think that is an incredibly beneficial aspect of meditation and there's far too many people that are never in the present moment. And I think if more people began to meditate on a daily basis and we began to have more individuals that were in the present moment, I think the quality of our one-to-one interactions or one-to-many interactions through the experiences that we had would dramatically go up.
1: Well, even your work product. I mean, when you're in the moment and you're doing something with a whole heart, instead of thinking about the future or thinking about the next thing on your to-do list, you can do a better job, and that's what this helps you with. Um, Agree. But yeah, definitely, uh, meditation every morning in the evening time. I think it helps um, helps you fall asleep easily, but definitely in the morning, I think it sets the tone for the day.
0: Incense are big too, like Nina mentioned. We. Uh, you can't see this right now, but once we start launching video podcasts, you will, but we burn an incense every time we're doing the podcast because it's very relaxing for it's us. It's
1: just calming. Yeah. All right. On to our topic of the day. It's going to be about
0: self-awareness.
1: I never really knew what self-awareness was. Didn't know this term before. I mean, I heard about it, but I was just like, whatever. Um, I didn't really start reading about self-awareness till life threw some really big heavy curveballs at me in my mid-20s, early to mid-20s, and then it kind of like just forced me like where I hit rock bottom and I kind of had to like, okay, figure my way out, and it all led me to start to read books on like Think and Grow Rich, The Secret, um, Ask and It's Given, The Mindset Movement, Emotional Intelligence, and all these books always, always talk about self-awareness and this was about probably 10 to 11 years ago i started on this path what is self-awareness it's the ability to take an honest look at one's self or your life without attachment of it being right or wrong I believe the practice of self-awareness is one of the greatest skills in life because it enables you to learn more about yourself in a way that nobody else can ever teach you or relate to you. It absolutely teaches you how to manage yourself and how to productively engage with other people. But most importantly, I think it enables you to design work that works for you so you can design your lifestyle on your own terms. But before we go into self-awareness, let's break these terms down a little bit. I like to think of awareness as like something you notice. Now, this is not self-awareness. We're just talking about awareness. So me being aware right now, I'm sitting in this room. It's all white. I, you know, can see the smoke from the incense sticks. Brian's over here. It's super hot and muggy and hazy outside right now. You know, I'm I'm aware of my surroundings, right? And I'm aware of like what's around me, what's going on. I'm aware of Brian's vibe right now and how he's feeling. I'm aware of myself too. So it's the details that you pick up from your perception of the world it's your consciousness actively gathering and processing information from your environment like i just described it's how we experience life so the way that i am becoming aware of my surroundings right now in this moment recording is absolutely different than what brian's probably experiencing he's probably noticing different things he's probably feeling different sensations he's probably aware of different things that i'm not picking up on which is what makes life so unique because we all have different perceptions and different awareness levels. There's a lot of stuff for us to notice. Um, I personally, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. I personally notice um, very different things about people when I'm in a conversation with them than what Brian might um, be aware of when he's talking to somebody. I tend to kind of remember everything that people say, like the weird things. I never really remember their names or faces, though. But I will always recall the conversation I had with somebody and I tend to never forget it. Um, Whereas Brian, you're really good at um, names and faces. You can see a face and say, we've met that person before. And then there's me like, "Uh, I don't know who that is. I've got
0: like this really strange ability to like recognize (laughs) people's names. And I'm sorry, not names, but faces. Faces for sure. You're really good at that. And be like, I know that person, but I can't always remember the person's name. And I also have this other really strange ability that I can go anywhere in the world and, not remember how like the street names to get to a certain location but I can remember by landmarks how to like work my way back to getting to a certain place in a location like I could travel to one place one time and then not go back for a year and for some reason go back and be like you know what I I was here before I don't remember what the street names are but I remember that building and I remember that statue and get to there some very like for some reason my subconscious is like becoming aware of landmarks and different destinations that i go to
1: i'm the complete opposite and for anyone who knows me like all my friends listening they will probably get a kick out of this one i have zero sense of direction i mean even back in my hometown i still need a gps sometimes because i'm so bad with directions i'm just i don't think i've ever i'm not paying attention that's why i'm not aware of my surroundings when i'm driving i'm just driving and i'm almost always listening to rap music the whole time that's all i do
0: you will never get sponsored by google maps
1: No, I won't, but maybe I'll get sponsored by some rapper. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, that'd be more fun. (laughs) But, so we all tend to be aware of different things, depending on who we are. And it doesn't mean that what I'm becoming aware of is right or wrong, or what Brian is becoming aware of is right or wrong. It's just different. That's nature. That's our tendency. Now let's take this a step further and talk about self-awareness. Self-awareness is noticing the stuff on yourself, it's how i'm feeling how i'm thinking the thoughts that i'm thinking what am i questioning what am i doubting why am i angry why am i triggered right now so it's always questioning yourself it's almost like going within your heart or your mind and saying hmm why do i feel this way and i think
0: something too that is important to note here is that when it comes to self-awareness You're mentioning you're really going within and trying to decipher these different topics or feelings or emotions. But in addition to that, you also have to be able to set yourself aside, almost like you're coming outside of your body in a scenario and view it from a bird's eye objectively to think, why am I acting this way? what was the reason for me making this decision, which I guess aligns with what you were saying in, in terms of looking within. One of the tactics I use, I think, that's helped me with self-awareness is sometimes when I'm in scenarios or after a scenario plays out, I'll kind of st- act like my you know, self is standing behind myself, like evaluating the scenario and trying to view it very objectively to think what is the best possible way that I could like interact or experience like this so that I can learn for from it for future interactions that I have. Yeah,
1: like you, you want to take yourself out of yourself almost and look at yourself from an outside perspective basically. Absolutely. And be extremely honest. And the reason that I am speaking about this is because the last several weeks I have very much caught myself calling my mom and, you know, explaining to her what I'm thinking or why I was triggered and then like I haven't been reacting, right? Like I, you and I are pretty good with that, I must say. And so the reason we don't react and the reason we aren't yelling and screaming and fighting or, you know, flying off the handle nine times out of 10 is because we both have this habit of questioning ourselves first in a very healthy manner. Like if if I'm just using this as a small example, like if the garbage is overflowing and I notice that you're not taking it out and then you go outside with the dogs and you still didn't take it out but I took it out of the garbage can tied it up and put it near the door but you walked right by it normally normal a normal person I guess you could say in a different scenario would freak out and be like you couldn't you don't see the garbage over there like you don't see this but what you t- what you should do is immediately stop yourself and think okay first of all why did i just why do i feel like I'm, I'm about to like freak out and like spaz and get mad and yell at this person then you realize okay it's just a garbage bag he probably worked all day you know all these like things come to you and you start to calm down already before yelling at the person And within five to 10 minutes, you also start to realize I'm not even mad about the garbage can. I'm not mad about the garbage bag or the garbage sitting near the door. I'm also not even mad at this person. I'm just pissed off because earlier I had an argument with a lady or earlier someone cut me off when I was driving or I'm worried about some financial issue. You know?
0: And and it makes perfect sense. And then in my head, I'm like, you know, I was going to take that garbage out. (laughs) But I heard Elon Musk is working on this power zapper that evaporates into thin air. And so I'm like, I'm waiting for that device to come out because it seems much more eco-friendly.
1: I know. But like that example was, I guess that doesn't happen with us. But I was just trying to think of like something that people could relate to and just see like you have to be able to just stop yourself before you fly off the handle or stop yourself before you get scared or nervous things do happen in life outside of our control that are catastrophic and you know really hurtful to us in the moment and catch us off guard but to be able to be always centered i think is the ultimate goal of humans i think we should always all of us should be learning and we should learn this as young adults and we should continue to practice this is how to be self aware because 9 times out of 10 It's not that issue right there that's flaring you up. It's something else. And so what does this do? I mean, it prevents fights. It um, helps build relationships. You learn more about yourself. You learn about your insecurities. You learn about where you're wrong. Because not every time that you want to do something or say something are you correct. You know, we make mistakes. We have wrong viewpoints. We have wrong perceptions sometimes. And they come from insecurities or childhood traumas that we absolutely must work on. And we cannot work on them until we become self-aware enough.
0: And as you're trying to learn more about self-awareness and really question if you carry this trait, which I think is extremely important. I think everybody should learn how to become a master at self-awareness. If you're, if you're challenged to know it yourself, ask the people closest around you and get some feedback. Like, that's totally okay. You and, and I if, do that all the time. We do it all the time. And I mean, if it's like something where somebody's like, no, I don't think you're self-aware at all and here's why, don't let your ego get involved and get upset about that. Like, thank you from that feedback. And that's data from one person. Like, talk to a couple other people that are really close to you and be like, you know, do you feel like I'm a self-aware person? Like, do I display characteristic traits that would show that I have become very self-aware and get some data from a couple different people. And if they're giving you consistent feedback, then maybe that's knowledge that you need to absorb and then figure out how to be better and enhance yourself. Because I know a lot of people that I've even like heard them say, be like, yeah, I'm very self-aware of this and that. And from my perspective, and this is going to sound judgmental, but it's not intended to be, that I, I don't feel that they're self-aware at all. And, and the thing is, is, I don't think that they even have an idea that they're not self-aware. Yeah. Largely because I don't think they've recognize it and or ever ask people closest to them for feedback on it so they don't care. You know, they're, they're, they're like a mindset where they really don't care. So I think getting feedback on this is actually a way to really help you raise to your pun intended awareness well, if I, you carry that. You can't
1: that. even ask people, like, what if those people don't even know what self-awareness is? I think it's more like how you and I do it at the beginning of every year. You know, I'll be like, hey, like, what can I get better at? You know, where do I need to? And so Brian has openly, honestly, in the past told me, like, this was this past new year yeah in 2019 he's like 2018 i remember what it was you said that i need to be more open and more social remember and i actively worked on that in 2018 and we did a great job and then like the next time i believe in 2019 it was nina you need to be able to not like handle um what was it criticism like constructive
0: constructive feedback because we
1: yeah because we had started manifest ventures and we were really gunning in the beginning of the year and so we were working a lot together and when he talks it's not that i it's not that i say anything or i argue i kind of just like start looking around i'll do something else like i kind of like, which tune- i know it. it's like, <laughs> like going it in out. one ear and out the yeah other. i just like start tuning him out so he's like you need to like kind of listen better and i'm like okay so which i have and so you should be able to ask the people closest to you like what can i get better at you know, what would make this easier? Like, what can make me a better spouse, a better friend? But there is an example I just thought of when it comes to self-awareness, and I know a lot of people are going to feel this one. When you are, we're in like a texting society, right? I admit that. When you're texting someone or you're talking to your friends back and forth, or you're inst- DMing each other on Instagram, or whatever, there are times where you can't really gauge appropriately like the tone and sometimes you think that your friend is mad at you or you think that maybe what you said came off wrong sometimes or maybe you haven't heard from your friend in like a couple days but you guys talk every day and so there are times when like I can sometimes get in my head and be like what did I do did I say something wrong and so then I go back and scroll on like the past text and like look into it and I'm like I didn't say anything bad and then I'm like oh man like maybe I should have asked more about like this and you kind of get in your own head and it's like normally friends kind of like I don't know especially with with females with girls it's kind of like you haven't called me you haven't talked to me you haven't texted me like you can get catty and bitchy with each other but I tend to go within and I try to be like why am I feeling this way and then I'll be like I'm being stupidly insecure like that's my friend forever like I don't care she's probably doing great like life is great and like two seconds later I'll get a text i be like oh there she is you know like we can get in our own heads and that's I can ask myself that question instead of projecting my insecurity on that person. I have to go inside and ask myself, why am I feeling so insecure right now in this friendship or like through like a stupid text or if the text was too short? You know, like I wrote a novel and I got like a small little response back. It's like now I'm at a point where I'm able to talk to myself and be like, no, it's, it's my own thing. It's not their fault. Everybody's got their stuff going on. And that, that, what does that say? Like, what does that do? It helps strengthen your relationship and your bonds. And now I'm aware that I've got some insecurities of my own, you know?
0: Yeah. And something else is that not to get confused with intelligence and self-awareness. And the reason I bring that up is because I think people may think that, you know, if I'm very intelligent, I have this level of self-awareness. When I don't agree with that because I know people that are like incredibly intelligent when it comes to like business academics like different schools of thought or how they interact within a business world but they're like the least self-aware people I've ever met. Yeah,
1: self-awareness has nothing to do with your education level. It has nothing to do with how much money you can make or how successful you are. It has nothing to do with your experience in life. I don't even... I mean, I know people in their 50s and 60s that are not self-aware at all whatsoever. So I think self-aware is kind of something that a... I've seen kids have Mm self-awareness. I've seen young adults have self-awareness. I think it's something that you... I hope that it becomes something that we learn at a young age, but currently it's something that we all or some of us tend to seek out and go down a path.
0: I actually think that children have some of the best self-awareness because they're so, at, at a younger age, they're so stuck in the moment with what they're doing at that time and they're very engaged with how they feel while they're doing it. And until when they enter school and they start being programmed in a certain fashion about you got this paper, it's due next week and and you start being forced in different ways, I feel like it kind of starts this indoctrinization process, and uh, which we talked about in past episodes. But children, I think, actually have a pretty good amount of self-awareness. Uh, it's obviously something that as you get older, you've got to remember and continue to improve and work on. But a lot of children that I've seen uh, have pretty good levels of their own self-awareness before school and external circumstances kind of uh, you know program them differently, which is a very interesting concept because it's almost like, and maybe this is a different podcast altogether, it's like, are we innately born with self-awareness but then we're taught otherwise? To, we're taught otherwise or we're basically presented with circumstances and teachings and education that kind of dull down our natural ability to have the self-awareness.
1: I don't know, but I do realize as I get older that our society and the makeup of our matrix is not supportive of being self-aware. And here's an example. I I used to be in the corporate world at one point and I had noticed that, so I was already kind of self-aware at the time when I was working at this place, and I kind of had a higher-up position. I was it was in a leadership role, so that meant that I kind of had to deal with a lot of people and a lot of emotions and a lot of, like, you know, putting fires out, like a lot of, I had to deal with that. It wasn't just about me doing my stuff, head down, and then walking in and out of the office, no. So in doing this, I also had to report to directly to the CEO, and i noticed that if i if something happened in the company that day that wasn't positive i always had a very calm response i never you know i never fueled into the gossip and the screaming and like you know the the hype that everybody feels i was kind of always calm about it so it, i could see how it made me seem uninterested or didn't give a shit kind of thing like i probably looked like the employee who Just didn't care. I wasn't emotionally invested. However, what I was already doing is thinking of a solution in my head instead of bantering on about it and giving into the spaz. But then other people in the office, one person in particular, that person would feed into it. That person would... You know, continue to speak on it and repeat the bad thing that's happening and oh my God, and try to show sympathy and empathy to the CEO and kind of just fuel it, fuel it, fuel it, and spend hours and hours talking on it. So it made it seem like that person cared and invested, you know, that they emotionally were attached to the company and the CEO and that that person understood what he was going through at the time. And I could feel that judgment from him I could feel that judgment like Nina doesn't care or whatever but looking back on that I know in the moment when I was feeling judged I was like no it's up to me though to find a solution at the end of the day so I got to get back in the office and figure this out I, c- I don't have the luxury of standing here inventing about it or consoling somebody I have to go in and fix this
0: so that's something that you just mentioned I think I notice in a lot it's
1: a corporate world yeah in the business
0: environment is that they are not self-aware when they're venting and or complaining about is, a circumstance that just happened It to is them. so sad to see when leadership
1: in a company, and which is why I always want you and I to be very, very careful of this in our companies, and I want employees to learn about this, is that we're not going to spaz out. We're not going to freak out, okay? And I don't, I don't even think that that's a good thing to see in an employee. I want the calm person, the one who's composed enough to go find the solutions now. I don't need... A babysitter you know as a ceo or ceo you don't want that and there's so many people there's so many leaders in our corporate world right now who just love that like they feed off of it and they want to throw a hissy fit and they want to throw a tantrum and get the team riled up and i just never found any value in any of that
0: yeah I agree.
1: and what's rewarded i'm not rewarded for that for my it's the person who who is screaming and yelling and giving in to all that is rewarded because upper upper management thinks that that person cares and they keep that person around. Whereas I look like I'm just uninterested. You see, like I can even come up with a solution or whatever, but it's like you know I've never had a good experience with that for some reason. And it's just it's it's a trait that I love about myself, but it hasn't been a trait that's been rewarded or respected in the corporate world for me at least. Gotcha. Yeah. So it is what it is. But I do think that that stuff, our society is built around that. You know, like, do you care? I mean, think about when you get together with like extended family members and whatnot. What is it? It's all hype. It's all gossip. You know, it's like all drama. And it's like when you're the person who kind of just dilly-dallies and just in one year and out the other, you know, like not partaking in any of it because you're self-aware of what you're thinking and saying and feeling, right? Like when you're not self-aware, I feel that you're constantly just going off on a tangent. But when you are everything becomes much more conscious. every decision every word every conversation becomes more mindful and positive in a way
0: sure let's move in a little bit to like why it's important to be self-aware so for example like why should people listening really care about this or like why should they actually like invest their time into trying to better this character trait
1: well i think for first I mean, for starters, it helps you become more emotionally intelligent. So you're the person who's calm, cool, and collected. You're the person whose blood pressure is not going up and skyrocketing every time something happens that you don't like. Um, you become the peacemaker. You become, you know, the problem solver. You know, the solutions-oriented mindset.
0: You can usually tell a person that is not very self-aware by how quickly they get triggered in circumstances that upset them and then also like how much they vent afterwards <laughs> uh
1: i mean i'm not saying that venting is bad i mean i do it there are certain things in life that i still get triggered by and i won't mention them i just had one this morning
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i went uh, who did i vent to brian who did i text out of a mad rage brian but then like he like said one sweet text and i was like okay like woo saw let it go calm down but there are certain things that still trigger me not everything anymore And there are certain life circumstances or things that happen that do put me on a venting tangent sometimes. But we're all working, you know? It's a work in progress. This isn't something you learn overnight. But I definitely believe that it makes you emotionally intelligent and helps you not be triggered, which just makes for a happier life all around. Uh, I also think that being self-aware helps you understand yourself better. And I mentioned this earlier. You start to pick up on Wow, I treat boyfriends or men in my life this way every single time when something like this happens because of this issue when I was a kid. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you learn some negative, repetitive, bad habits that you may have that you think you're allowed to project onto somebody. If you're self aware, eventually you're going to be like, wow, I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, a lot of. Learnings occur mm-hmm. when you begin to enhance your self awareness and you begin to understand why you act certain ways in certain scenarios. Yep. And usually, it has nothing to do with the other with person, the particular scenario that you're in. It's much more of a deep seated issue from something that's occurred in the past that you haven't been able to let go. Maybe it's in your subconscious, or maybe you don't haven't even realized that this is what's causing this. Maybe it was something that happened that really internally affected you, and so. In present time, when you interact with those situations, you keep making the same decisions over and over again. It's kind of like that movie Cloud Atlas. Yeah, uh, you keep making these same decisions over and over again, and maybe you're like not understanding why you're getting the same result. But there's a much bigger issue that's deeper seated from something that's occurred maybe shortly in the past, far in the past. And until you address that and release that attachment, like that's what helps with self-awareness, like recognizing it, understanding why it is that maybe this particular situation didn't leave you. And now understanding and objectively evaluating why it's contributing to certain things to play out in today and then becoming aware of that to be able to release that altogether.
1: Another thing I think self-awareness really helps with which boosts your overall mood and quality of life in general is that you stop taking things so personally because when you become self-aware, you start to realize the faults in yourself. You realize why you say what you say in conversations. You realize why you get along with certain people and not others. You realize why you have the fears that you have or why why you hold the strong opinions that you hold. And then you start to have that kind of relaxed non-judgment of others as well that this person might be saying something that i don't agree with but that's okay you know what i mean like you kind of like see like i have faults everybody has faults i may be at a different stage of self-awareness and i know that this person may not know this about themselves so you're kind of more understanding i guess is the word i'm trying to look for and this makes you just more like okay You know, you you won't take anything they say personally. You don't take any situation in life or scenario in life like, oh, poor me. This happened to me. I never I will say this. I think it's because my mom raises like nothing. Your victim mindset that needs to just not be in anybody. That's a terrible way to live. Nothing happens to you. Nobody puts you in a bad mood. You know, like nobody yells at you. Nobody can change your happiness level your mood swings or anything like that you are in control of how you feel and anything outside of that that upsets you or hurts you is because of your thoughts about it
0: yeah it's one of the biggest gifts that we have is that you can control your own state of mind and and i'm
1: not trying to downplay listen i'm not trying to downplay feelings and emotions and, (laughs) excuse me, deaths in a family or like illnesses or things like that. I'm not. There's a moment in time and place. I understand we're all human, but I do see some people are just so controlled by outside circumstances and people and other people's opinions and judgments and what someone else said that they just get so caught up in it. And I'm just like. You know, when you're self-aware, you don't take any of that personally. You let people be. You, you live and let live is a saying, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: Do you have anything that you want to share? Like the benefits of it?
0: I mean, I think we covered a lot of them. Some of the other benefits that I think you'll notice if you're an individual and you recognize that maybe you haven't been the most self-aware person, as you begin to enhance that character trait and that natural ability... I think you'll notice that the relationships with those around you that you interact with on a daily basis will also enhance Yeah, because people are going to notice that. There's probably people right now that are noticing some of the ways that you engage with them or the ways that you engage with yourself and your mindset and your level of awareness. And it may not be something that they uh, are very happy with, but they just are maybe afraid to tell you or they don't feel like confronting you about it. And as you begin to take this into your own consciousness and really evaluate yourself and try to better yourself in this regard, it's really going to improve your interactions with everybody around you, whether it's your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, partner, coworker, boss, whatever it happens to be. It's going to create avenues for better engagement with people, more valuable time and engagements with other individuals which in turn is just going to better your life for yourself.
1: I will give a disclaimer though and you may or may not agree. I do believe that when you start to become self-aware you start to notice that people may question you about certain things like if you choose to not get mad about something or not get triggered about something you might have people in your ear trying to get you riled up trying to make you think a certain way and question you as to why you're not mad or you know, go ahead
0: I've had situations like that in business settings where you know somebody that I was working with would get really upset during this business meeting towards an opposing party and then I would just sit there calmly and you know let the situation play out and then afterwards they would approach me and be like, why is it that you didn't have my back on this? Or why is it that you, that didn't upset you as as much as it upset me. And that, and at the time was like, because it doesn't matter, you know, like, (laughs) it's like you're getting so upset, but it doesn't even matter. and, you know, I have gotten called out on that before because I'm very calm in most of the things that I do. But I've literally been called out like, why didn't you get my back when I got upset about this or this and that? And it's I've like- called
1: you out. I've personally called you out several times, too, this year, actually, about certain scenarios. Yeah. But what- I think you have a different you have a very laissez faire approach to confrontation I feel
0: I just don't think it's necessary yeah I I think there's other ways that things can be handled where you can get much better results than having to like confront somebody through argument and other mechanisms
1: how do we practice self-awareness every day let's share that with them
0: sure so some of the ways that I practice self-awareness every day is basically trying to objectively evaluate situations that I'm encountered with and so that could be engagements with things that happen between Nina and myself, things that happen in the workplace. Like I really try to never let myself get riled up about things. Like I, I definitely follow emotions. Like I am a a cancer, you know, my birthday is coming up here in like two weeks. And so for anybody that knows anything about astrology, like we're supposedly very controlled by our emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. But I like I definitely leverage my emotions when I feel like they're guiding me in certain directions like this is something that makes me happy this is something I enjoy this is something that I don't enjoy and I try to be very conscious of that to help guide me in decisions that I make but what I'm referring to is like when it comes to general situations throughout the day I try to keep a very even keel state of mind and by doing so that allows me to have more self-awareness in the situations that I encounter And so, for example, that could be something like I am in a meeting and two people within the meeting get upset with each other. We got two entrepreneurs that are arguing with each other and I got to sit there and objectively look at it and then walk them each off the ledge and and become counselor Brian, which I often am (laughs) with my role that I have in in helping all these startup companies. I feel like sometimes I'm more of a counselor than I am an investor and. and a kind of business consultant to help these companies grow. But uh, it's it's a very important part of it. And it's something I talk to founders about all the time. Is like you have to have this level of emotional intelligence and self-awareness because it's going to allow you to interact better with investors and with customers and with employees. And so that's one of the things I do is really try to, you know, objectively view situations that I'm in on a daily basis and constantly try to detach from what's going on and think through okay what is the best way to approach this how can i handle this with the most compassion and emotional intelligence in the particular scenario that i'm in
1: something i do to practice self-awareness every day um so i'm a gemini and i can have a lot of ups and downs right and I'm, i'm definitely a much more controlled and calmer gemini for sure but i can wake up like yesterday i woke up in a great peppy mood and you can probably tell Right? Today, I woke up kind of like sluggish, kind of like spacey. And it's very, I don't think it's obvious, but I know now like people around me can really pick up on things quickly. Like I think I'm hiding it well, but I'm really not. So, what I try to do is in the first few minutes when I'm just waking up, like before I even get out of bed, I try to ask myself like why am I feeling not motivated today or what's keeping me sluggish today or you know if I'm peppy then I like okay great I'm going to use this energy I'm going to do xyz I try to kind of get my bearings right right before I even like put my feet on the ground is what I try to do and then I if it's negative I try not to let it like spew into the rest of my day like it doesn't even go past the bedroom like I'm already in a positive mood I don't let it continue on and the other thing I do is If it was a good day or a bad day, whatever it was, I try to detach from it before I go to sleep. I actively pray or do mantras before I go to bed in my head to help me fall asleep. And I kind of just like ease my mind into like a grateful mind, a grateful attitude, I would say, and kind of like check myself, like where could I have been better today? You know, if I had an altercation or confrontation earlier in the day, I kind of like, okay. I could have been better at this before. I should be more understanding about this. Or sometimes I think about my conversations with Brian throughout the day and I'm like, okay, I could be more supportive here. I could be more this. You know, he asked me if we wanted to go here and do this. Why did I say no? You know, and that's where I start asking myself questions and I try to be like, okay, tomorrow is another day and I'm going to do things a little bit differently. So I always try to go in my head and self-reflect and if something's off, I ask myself the question and I face what comes up. And then I try to fix it the next day and not let it happen again.
0: Yeah. It's a lot about learning from yourself too. Like it's just having, learning about yourself. Yeah. Having the like... Sorry, I keep cutting you
1: off.
0: <laughs> is this the, annoying? <laughs> 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 like having the ability to, you know, recognize something as it occurs to you and then reflect on it and then do your best to not let that happen again. I mean, that's enhancing your self-awareness right there is... How can I personally educate myself to be 1% better each and every day? And by analyzing yourself and really trying to be you know, constructively critical on yourself to get better with different things that you do, that's that's a great way to enhance self-awareness on a daily basis.
1: You know what else can help? And I'm going to say this because us women are not very good at this, but men are. And I don't even know where I read this. But once I started kind of taking stock of like the men in my life and how they handle it, it is so true. I think men are able to compartmentalize better than women. Like I can... That's
0: that's actually been scientifically proven. Yeah,
1: I know. I believe it. I really do. So I've been really for the last year actively trying to work on, on compartmentalizing things where I don't take out my frustration with, I don't know something personal in my life into my workspace or something that I have like an issue with somebody else outside of us and I don't want to like take it out and lash out on Brian about it or I have a family issue I don't want to bring that into my life you know like I've really been working on compartmentalizing because that helps you pinpoint okay I'm getting mad or frustrated or angry or sad or sluggish or unmotivated because of this area of my life is not perfect. This should not be going into two... This should not be crossing,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. And I think something you said too is interesting because in entrepreneurship and a lot of studies that have been done, they ran some data along men that you know have been proven that they're better at compartmentalization, whereas women, they seem to uh, have more trouble with that and kind of they allow different aspects of different things that are going on within their life or within their head to uh, kind of bleed into other areas. But interestingly enough, women founded businesses that are, have women leadership teams actually succeed at a higher rate than male founded companies. And the, the data shows is that it's because of that very reason is that since women don't compartmentalize to the same extent that men do and, Allow some of these emotions to bleed into other areas of what they're working on, that it actually creates work environments that are more balanced.
1: Honestly, there are times where I am the best kitchen cleaner when I'm angry about something. If I am frustrated about something or angry about something, and I'm holding it in, I do the most phenomenal job ever. And I hate dishes and I hate clean the kitchen. Or like today, I got a little bit annoyed with something outside of our control right before I was walking into my um, Pilates class, and I nailed that class. Like it was the best plank class I had all week because I was just like in the zone focused. And that I took that emotion and was able to funnel it in a positive way, and I absolutely believe women have a way to do that. Women can use their emotions and kind of like – almost twist them to their advantage sometimes I think but I think a balance is necessary um, in my opinion I also believe that compartmentalizing things kind of helps you I I guess it doesn't help you it kind of like you can focus on that one thing better does that make sense Like when you're at work, you focus on work and all the issues at work, they stay there. When you come home, it's different. I also believe that you and I are kind of um, an exception here because we were forced to compartmentalize between our companies that we run together and our relationship with each other, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's something that we've worked on quite a bit in terms of, you know, we got to make sure that when we're doing work stuff, we're doing work stuff, but that, yeah. that doesn't bleed over into our personal stuff. And I think that's a huge well, challenge. Because for of, of that, though, I've learned and don't that by any means think that we've like mastered this technique. I've or mastered anything. It. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's a challenge all the time. Because especially when you work together in companies that you own together, and a lot of what you're working on uh, intersects with other things. And, you know, it, it can often be a challenge. But I, I definitely think that we've made just tremendous improvements over yeah. the years about well, it.
1: You can have disagreements or we can have disagreements or have different ways of doing something in in a in a decision in a business decision that day. But that shouldn't mean that like, you know, I go stomp away into my room or I don't go make dinner or you know what I mean like it bleeds into dinner time. Like that's what we're trying to say like we had to learn how to compartmentalize. So I as a woman Even though most women aren't and I was not compartmentalized before, I learned to compartmentalize now. And because I learned this with Brian to keep business separate and our relationship separate and our marriage separate, it's helped me with other people in my life and my other relationships and other scenarios out there that help me to not take things so personally.
0: And if it ever happens, I just make Nina hug it out. Yeah, you
1: do. Hug it out a little bit. I'm just like not in the mood to hug, but... I'll just pick
0: her up. Hug it out. We're all good. Let's move forward. It's true.
1: It's true okay how to practice self-awareness if this is something you're into i would say start with reading books on it um we'll give you some there's a ton of podcasts out there just type it in the search thing like self-awareness there's a lot a lot of good podcasts out there a lot of great books and i would also probably start with speaking to somebody who's close with you on you know getting their input on what do you think that i could improve on
0: Another search term when you're looking for this, you'll probably have seen this in magazines at the store or different things online, but it's a very common buzzword that has a lot of key aspects for self-awareness, which is mindfulness. And that's another search term that you can use as you're searching around because the self-awareness and mindfulness, uh, they're not exactly the same thing, but they have a lot of traits that are very similar and they kind of play off each other.
1: You want to hit them with the books?
0: Sure. So we've got a couple books here for you that'll help you with this concept of self-awareness. The first one is called The Mindset Makeover by Steven Schuster. Uh, The next one is Emotional Intelligence by David Clark. That is a really good one. And then there's another one that I think is really interesting because we've been using this recently. And not only is this helpful for self-awareness because of what it teaches you, I think it's also very good for keeping you in the moment. And the name of the book is called The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. And it's basically structured in a way where each day you're supposed to read one page. And each page has like a very powerful life principle on it. That when you read it, it gives you like the life principle at the top in a couple sentences. And then it gives you like a real world story that's applicable to the principle that it just gave you. And each page is a new one. And why I like it so much is because... A lot of these principles have to do with becoming a better version of yourself, increasing your mindfulness and self-awareness. But in such a short amount of content, it really helps you take a step back and think for a second about yourself and about situations you encounter and about your environment. And then in a very creative way, suggests either directly or allows you to internally suggest this to yourself based on what the content says, about how to improve yourself each and every day um, i'll throw in one extra book too that won't cost you anything uh, if you go to business, i have a book i wrote a couple years back that's not 100 about self-awareness but it's about you know this concept of consciousness which has some principles of self-awareness in it and also mixes technology into it for anybody out there that's interested in that uh, but the name of the book is consciousness and tech and it is on business. just go to the books tab at the top And you can access the book for free on there. And there's some principles within that that uh, come up around self-awareness as well.
1: You know what else book talks about self-awareness? Our book.
0: Yeah. So our book, Intuition to Innovation, uh, we have several chapters on self-awareness, mindfulness, uh, conscious enhancements that can be super valuable. Uh, That book you can access on Amazon. It's just Intuition to Innovation.
1: Yeah, that one's a good one because I threw I threw in a lot of like personal examples in there of you and I. Um, okay, on to the quote now. When I discover who I am, I'll be free. I when I was looking for quotes and I found this one, I felt this one was just so short and sweet and to the point because I think that's what self-awareness is all about. It's about discovering our weaknesses, our strengths. It's about discovering why we do what we do, why we believe what we believe, why we react in certain scenarios, the way that we do. And when we learn about ourselves, sometimes it's pretty and sometimes it's ugly. But only when we learn about these things about ourselves can we make positive change, which is good for us and good for the people that we love that are all around us. So I truly believe that that's, that's liberating and that's freeing. when I can When I can figure out why I repetitively treat someone the same way or treat or do or respond to life events in the same manner, and they keep happening, and I realize that it's some deep-rooted issue from my childhood, I can clear that. You know, I can learn and grow and understand from that. Um, When I realize that it's an insecurity of mine if I constantly question what someone's doing or where someone is, where does that insecurity line, you know, come from? Oh my gosh, this happened to me like... 16 years ago okay then you can like wash your hands of it and let it go and become your confident self again the all these things are meant to improve your life and your awareness with the rest of the world and then you can go on and teach somebody else the same principles that you've learned I also believe when it says when I discover who I am I'll be free you tend to not take any judgment from people and you also tend not to give any judgment to people and to just float freely through this life without trying to push your opinions or judgments onto others or trying to control others or be influenced by others trying to do that to you is by far the most freeing and liberating experience. I don't even I can't even put it in like clearer words than that. And ever since I have started on the self-awareness journey for myself, that's one of the biggest benefits that I have come across. I tend to not care what other people are doing how they're thinking their opinions their judgments I don't care how strong they are I respect them all and when someone kind of projects that onto me and tries to control me again I don't take it personally I just smile and keep doing my thing
0: yeah absolutely I think that
1: my mood doesn't fluctuate because of that
0: I think that quote is really interesting in regards to authenticity and so it says when I discover who I am I'll be free so a lot of the interesting things you'll learn as you become more self-aware is the authentic version of yourself that you may not even realize you're not living out your life with your highest level of authenticity. And what I mean by that is becoming more aware that the decisions you make on a daily basis are to serve your highest and best purpose and are not influenced By external sources or opinions or some of the other things that Nina just mentioned. And what I've learned personally is that the more authentic that I can be with the decisions that I make on a daily basis, the happier I am and the faster things happen for me in any scenario that I'm pursuing. Like... For a long time, I like was very conscious about not saying certain things. I think I talked about this on a past episode, like about being more restrictive about some of the things I would say on stage when I was public speaking at different conferences around the world. And over time, I've learned that I can actually speak on concepts that I'm there to speak about. But I can really intertwine it with much more of the authentic version of Brian about how I think about the world and how I think about the nature of our reality and how that plays into what I'm doing with business and helping different people. And the more I do that, the more I push that forward and try to be as authentic with myself and I learn that through self-awareness, the better things are, the faster things happen, the happier I are, the more love-based I am projecting out in the things that I do and so I think that that's a truly powerful quote in regard to that as well to help people find and live by their most authentic version of themselves. I'm going to say it one more time. When I discover who I am, I'll be free. That's very, very powerful.
1: You know, and we're all naturally, what you just said was really great because we're all naturally kind of shy, right? Or hesitant or doubt ourselves or, you know, think about something incessantly before we actually say it or do it, right? that That's kind of na- natural in us. But it takes time and it takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of questioning yourself as to why you are hesitating or why you're not wanting to really go forward with the thing that you want to do. Like, what is it? And understanding that you can then fix it and design your life the way that you want to.
0: Absolutely. Perfect. Well, we want to thank everybody for come back and joining us again. We hope you found this valuable. Uh, please don't forget to rate and review us and send us screenshots for a free gift as a token of our appreciation. And you know, if you like it and you find it valuable, please share with your friends too. We would love to uh, hear from more people as we begin to expand our audience of listeners. And if it's a certain episode that you find really interesting and you think one of your friends would find it interesting as well, you know, we'd be super grateful if you, if you shared it around with other people that would be interested listeners. So we will see you next week. Thank you so much. Take care.